Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 206. Today we're going to be looking at the book of Lamentations mostly, and this is a book uh, which uh, seems very likely written by the prophet Jeremiah, and it's basically one big lament, one big pouring out of, of Jeremiah's heart to God, crying out to him in the midst of the suffering and pain that came all through the fall of Jerusalem, before, during, after. It's a reflection of what it means to go through suffering and to pour out your heart to God as you suffer. And so we'll read the book of Lamentations. We'll also read Psalm 137, which is a lament as well. And we'll read from 1 Peter 4, which speaks of suffering in a way that, uh, in one sense, echoes the thoughts and the understanding of lament we read in these early passages. So let's begin today with the book of Lamentations, and we'll read the entire book. It's not a very long one, but we'll read the entire book, which is a collection of poetry that laments the fall of Jerusalem. Lamentations 1. Alas, the city once full of people now sits all alone. The prominent lady among the nations has become a widow. The princes who once ruled the provinces have become a, for- have become a forced laborer. She weeps bitterly at night. Tears stream down her cheeks. She is, has no one to comfort her among all her lovers. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. Judah has departed into exile under the affliction and harsh oppression. She lives among the nations. She has found no resting place. All who pursued her overtook her in narrow straits. The roads to Zion mourn because no one travels to the festivals. All her city gates are deserted. Her priests groan. Her virgins grieve, she is in bitter anguish. Her foes subjugated her, her enemies are at ease, for the Lord afflicted her because of her many acts of rebellion. Her children went away captive before the enemy. All of the daughter Zion's splendor has departed. Her leaders have become like deer, they found no pasture, so they too were exhausted, too exhausted to escape from the hunter. Jerusalem remembers, when she became a poor homeless person, all the, her treasures that she owned in the days of old. When her people fell into an enemy's grip, none of her allies came to rescue her. Her enemies gloated over her. They sneered at her downfall. Jerusalem committed terrible sin. Therefore, she became an object of scorn. All who admired her have despised her because she, they have seen her nakedness. She groans aloud and turns away in shame. Her menstrual flow has soiled her clothing. She did not consider the consequences of her sin. Her demise was astonishing, and there was no one to comfort her. She cried, Look, O Lord, on my affliction because of my enemy, because my enemy boasts. An enemy grabbed all her valuables. Indeed, she watched in horror as Gentiles invaded her holy temple. Those whom you had commanded, they must not enter your assembly place. All her people groaned as they searched for a morsel of bread. They exchanged their valuables for just enough food to stay alive. Look, O Lord, consider what I have, that I have become worthless. Is, not, is it nothing to you? All who pass by on the road, look and see, is there any pain like mine? The Lord has afflicted me. He has afflicted it on me when he burned with anger. He sent down fire into my bones and it overcame them. He spread out a trapper's net for my feet. 
He made me turn back. He has made me desolate. I am faint all day long. My sins are bound around my neck like a yoke. They are fastened together by his hand. He has placed his yoke on my neck. He has sapped my strength. The Lord has handed me over to those whom I cannot resist. He rounded up all my mighty ones. The Lord did this in my midst. He summoned an assembly against me to shatter my young men. The Lord has stomped like grapes the virgin daughter Judah. I weep because of these things. My eyes flow with tears, for there is no one in sight who can comfort me or encourage me. My children are desolated because an enemy has prevailed. Zion spread out her hands, but there was no one to comfort her. The Lord had issued a decree against Jacob. His neighbors had become his enemies. Jerusalem has become like a filthy garbage in their midst. The Lord is right to judge me. Yes, I've rebelled against his commands. Please listen, all you nations, and look at my suffering. My young women and men have gone into exile. I called for my lovers, but they had deceived me. My priests and my elders perished in the city. Truly, they had searched for food to keep themselves alive. Look, O Lord, I am distressed. My stomach is in knots. My heart is pounding inside me. Yes, I was terribly rebellious. Out in the street, the sword bereaves a mother of her children. Inside the house, death is present. They have heard that I groan, yet there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard my trouble. They are glad that you brought it about. Bring about the day of judgment that you promised, so that they may end up like me. Let all their wickedness come before you. Afflict them just as you have afflicted me, because of all my acts of rebellion, for my groans are many, and my heart is sick with sorrow. Alas, the Lord has covered daughter Zion with his anger. He has thrown down the splendor of Israel from heaven to earth. He did not protect his temple when he displayed his anger. The Lord destroyed mercilessly all the homes of Jacob's descendants. In his anger, he tore down the fortified cities of his daughter Judah. He knocked to the ground and humiliated the kingdom and its rulers. In fierce anger, he destroyed the whole army of Israel. He withdrew his right hand as the enemy attacked. He was like a raging fire in the land of Jacob. It consumed everything around it. He prepared his bow like an enemy. His right hand was ready to shoot. Like a foe, he killed everyone, even our strong young men. He has poured out his anger like fire on the tent of daughter Zion. The Lord, like an enemy, destroyed Israel. He destroyed all her palaces. He ruined her fortified cities. He made everyone in daughter Judah mourn and lament. He destroyed his temple as if it were a vineyard. He destroyed his appointed meeting place. The Lord has made those in Zion forget both the festivals and the Sabbaths. In his fierce anger, he has spurned both king and priest. The Lord rejected his altar and abhorred his temple. He handed over to the enemy Jerusalem's palace walls. The enemy shouted in the Lord's temple as if it were a feast day. The Lord was determined to tear down daughter Zion's wall. He prepared to knock it down. He did not withdraw his hand from destroying. He made the ramparts and fortified walls lament. Together they mourned their ruin. Her city gates have fallen to the ground. He smashed to bits the bars that lock her gates. Her kings and princes were taken into exile. There is no more guidance available. As for her prophets, they no longer receive a vision from the Lord. The elders of daughter Zion sit on the ground in silence. They have thrown dirt on their heads. They have dressed in sackcloth. Jerusalem's young women stare down at the ground. My eyes are worn out from weeping. My stomach is in knots. My heart is poured out on the ground due to the destruction of my helpless people. Children and infants faint in the town squares. Children say to their mothers, Where are food and drink? They they faint like a wounded warrior in the city squares. They die slowly in their mother's arms. With what can I equate you? To what can I compare you, O daughter Jerusalem? To what can I liken you? so that I might comfort you, O virgin daughter Zion. 
Your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets saw visions for you that were worthless whitewash. They failed to expose your sin so as to restore your fortunes. They saw oracles for you that were worthless lies. All who passed by on the road clapped their hands to mock you. They sneered and shook their heads at daughters Jerusalem. Ha! Is this the city they called the perfection of beauty, the source of joy to the whole earth? They said. All your enemies gloated over you. They sneered and gnashed their teeth. They said, We have destroyed her. Ha! We have waited a long time for this day. We have lived to see it. The Lord has done what he planned. He has fulfilled his promise that he threatened long ago. He has overthrown you without mercy and has enabled the enemy to gloat over you. He has exalted your adversary's power. Cry out from your heart to the Lord, O wall of daughter Zion. Make your tears flow like water all day long and all night long. Do not rest. Do not let your tears stop. Get up. Cry out in the night when the night watches start. Pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for your children's lives. They are fainting from hunger at every street corner. Look, O Lord, consider. Whom have, I, have you ever afflicted like this? Should women eat their offspring, their healthy infants? Should priest and prophet be killed in the Lord's sanctuary? The young boys and old men lie, lie die, dead on the ground in the streets. My young women and my young men have fallen by the sword. You killed them when you were angry. You slaughtered them without mercy. As if it were a feast day, you call enemies to terrify me on every side. On the day of the Lord's anger, no one escaped or survived. My enemy has finished off those healthy infants whom I bore and raised. I am the man who has experienced affliction from the rod of the Lord's wrath. He drove me into captivity and made me walk in darkness and not light. He repeatedly attacks me. He turns his hand against me all day long. He has made my mortal skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and surrounded me with bitter hardships. He has made me reside in deepest darkness, like those who died long ago. He has walled me in so that I cannot get out. He has weighed me down with heavy prison chains. Also, when I cry out desperately for help, he has shut out my prayer. He has blocked every road I take with a wall of hewn stones. He has made every path impassable. To me, he is like a bear lying in ambush, like a hidden lion shaking, stalking its prey. He has obstructed my paths and torn me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrow. He shot his arrows into my heart. I have become the laughingstock of all people, their mocking song all day long. He has given me my fill of bitter herbs and made me drunk with bitterness. He ground my teeth in gravel. He trampled me in the dust. I am deprived of peace. I have forgotten what happened, what happiness is. So I said, my endurance has expired. I have lost all hope of deliverance from the Lord. Remember my impoverished and homeless condition, which is a bitter poison. I continually think about this. I am deeply depressed. But, the, but this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loyal kindness never ceases. His compassions never end. They are fresh every morning. Your faithfulness is abundant. My portion is the Lord, I have said to myself, so I will put my hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who trust in Him, the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait patiently for deliverance from the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let a person sit alone in silence when the Lord is disciplining him. Let him bury his face in the dust. Perhaps there is hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who hits him. Let him have his fill of insults. For the Lord will not reject us forever. 
though he causes us grief, he then has compassion on us, according to the abundance of his loyal kindness, for he is not predisposed to afflict or to grieve people, to crush underfoot all the earth's prisoners, to deprive a person of his rights in the presence of the Most High, to defraud a person in a lawsuit. The Lord does not approve of such things. Whose command was ever fulfilled unless the Lord decreed it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that everyone and everything comes, both calamity and blessing? Why should any living person complain when punished for his sins? Let us carefully examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. We have blatantly rebelled. You have not forgiven. You shrouded yourself with anger and then pursued us. You killed without mercy. You shrouded yourself with a cloud so that no prayer could get through. You make us like filthy scum in the estimation of the nations. All our enemies have gloated over us. Panic and pitfall have come upon us. Devastation and destruction. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. Tears flow from my eyes and will not stop. There will be no break until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees what has happened. What my eyes see grieves me. All the suffering of the daughters in my city. For no good reason my enemies hunt me, hunted me down like a bird. They shut me up in a pit and threw stones at me. The waters closed over my head. I thought I was about to die. I have called on your name, O Lord, from the deepest pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief. You came near on the day I called to you. You said, Do not fear. O Lord, you championed my cause. You redeemed my life. You have, set, you have seen the wrong done to me, O Lord. Pronounce judgment on my behalf. You have seen all their vengeance, all their plots against me. You have heard their taunts, O Lord, and there are all their plots against me. My assailants revile and conspire against me all day long. Watch them from morning to evening. I am the object of their mocking songs. Pay them back what they deserve, O Lord, according to what they have done. Give them a distraught heart. May your curse be on them. Pursue them in anger and eradicate them from under the Lord's heaven. Alas, Gold has lost its luster, pure gold loses value, jewels are scattered on every street corner. The precious sons of Zion were worth their weight in gold, alas, but now they are treated like broken clay pots made by a potter. Even the jackals nurse their young at their breast, but my people are cruel like ostriches in the wilderness. The infant's tongue sticks to the roof of its mouth due to thirst. Little children beg for bread, but no one gives them even a morsel. Those who are once feasted on delicacies, are now starving to death in the streets. Those who grew up wearing expensive clothes are now dying amid garbage. The punishment of my people exceeds that of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment, with no one to help her. Our consecrated ones were brighter than snow, whiter than milk. Their bodies were ruddy than, more ruddy than corals, their hair like lapis lazuli. Now their appearance is darker than suit. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin is shriveled on their bones. It is dried like a tree bark. Those who die by the sword are better off than those who die of hunger. Those who waste away struck down from lack of food. The hands of tender-hearted women cook their own children who become their food when my people were destroyed. The Lord fully vented his wrath. He poured out his fierce anger. He started a fire in Zion. It consumed her foundations. Neither the kings of the earth nor the people of the lands ever thought that enemy or foe could enter the gates of Jerusalem. But it happened due to the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests who poured out in her midst the blood of the righteous. They wander blindly through the streets defiled by the blood they shed while no one dares to touch their garments. People cry to them, 
Turn away, you are unclean. Turn away, turn away, don't touch us. So they have fled and wander about, but the nations say, They may not stay here any longer. The Lord himself has scattered them. He no longer watches over them. They did not honor their priests. They did not show favor to their elders. Our eyes continually failed us as we looked in vain for help. From our watchtowers we watched for a nation that could not rescue us. Our enemies hunted us down at every step so that we could not walk about in our streets. Our end drew near. Our days were numbered for our end had come. Those who pursued us were swifter than eagles in the sky. They chased us over the mountains. They ambushed us in the wilderness. Our very life breath, the Lord's anointed king, was caught up in their traps of whom we thought under his protection we will survive among the nations. Rejoice and be glad for now, O people of Edom, who reside in the land of Uz. But the cup of judgment will pass to you also. You will get drunk and take off your clothes. O people of Zion, your punishment will come to an end. He will not prolong your exile. But, O people of Edom, he will punish your sin and reveal your offenses. O Lord, reflect on what has happened to us. Consider and look at our disgrace. Our inheritance is turned over to strangers. Foreigners now occupy our homes. We have become fatherless orphans. Our mothers have become widows. We must pay money for our own water. We must buy our own wood at a steep price. We are pursued. They are breathing down our necks. We are weary and have no rest. We have submitted to Egypt and Assyria in order to buy food to eat. Our forefathers sinned and are dead, but we must suffer their punishment. Slaves rule over us. There, there is no one to rescue us from their power. At the risk of our lives, we get our food, because robbers lurk in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven due to a fever from hunger. They raped women in Zion, virgins in the towns of Judah. Princes were hung by their heads, hands. Elders were mistreated. The young men perform menial labor. Boys stagger from their labor. The elders are gone from the city gate. The young men have stopped playing their music. Our hearts no longer have any joy. Our dancing is turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our hearts are sick. Because of these things, we can hardly see through our tears. For wild animals are prowling over Mount Zion, which lies desolate. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why do you keep on forgetting us? Why do you forsake us for so long? Bring us back to yourself, O Lord, so that we may return to you. Renew our life as in days before, unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry with us beyond measure. You hear this incredible, honest lament of Jeremiah calling out to God for relief from this incredible punishment that God has brought on them due to their own sins, as he admits. And yet there's this note of hope that God will show mercy, that God is a God of faithfulness and he will show mercy new every morning when we turn and repent. And so we now turn to Psalm 137, which is another lament, a lament spoken by people who are in exile and are experiencing what it's like to live in a foreign land. Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon we sit down and weep when we remember Zion. On the poplars in her midst we hang our harps, for there our captors ask us to compose songs. Those who mock us demand that we be happy, saying, Sing for us a song about Zion. How can we sing a song to the Lord in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand be crippled. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you and do not give Jerusalem priority over whatever gives me the most joy. Remember, O Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. 
They said, tear it down, tear it down, right to its very foundation. O daughter of Babylon, soon to be devastated, how blessed will be the one who repays you for what you have dished out to us. How blessed will be the one who grabs your babies and smashes them on a rock. You can feel the pain and the sorrow from Psalm 137. You feel the weight of the loss. And it provides us with words in those moments in our lives, knowing that God knows this, that God wants us to express our pain to him, and that he is a God who knows about lament. But how do you know that God knows what this is like? Well, we'll see this as we read from 1 Peter chapter 4, where we talk about Christ's suffering, someone who knew and was called a man of sorrows. 1 Peter 4. So, since Christ suffered in the flesh, you also arm yourselves with the same attitude because the one who has suffered in the flesh has finished with sin, and that he spends the rest of his time on earth concerned about the will of God and not human desires. For the time that has passed was sufficient for you to do what the non-Christians desire. You lived then in debauchery, evil desires, drunkenness, carousing, drinking bouts, and wanton idolatries. So they are astonished when you do not rush with them into the same flood of wickedness, and they vilify you. They will face a reckoning before Jesus Christ, who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. Now it was for this very purpose that the gospel was preached to those who are now dead, so that though they were judged in the flesh by human standards, they may live spiritually by God's standards. For the culmination of all things is near. So be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of prayer. Above all, keep your love for one another fervent, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of the varied grace of God. Whoever speaks, let it be with God's words. Whoever serves, do so with the strength that God supplies, so that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, do not be astonished that a trial of by fire is occurring among you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in the degree that you have shared in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice and be glad. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory, who is the Spirit of God, rests on you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or thief or criminal or as a troublemaker. But if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but glorify God that you bear such a name. For it is a time for judgment to begin starting with the house of God. And if it starts with us, what will be the fate of those who are disobedient to the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved, what will become of the ungodly and sinners? So then, let those who suffer according to the will of God entrust their souls to a faithful creator as they do good. And there's Peter's call. Suffering, not necessarily punishment in this case, but suffering, joining Jesus in what he suffered as a way to grow us closer to God, trusting that he is the God who holds us safe and secure in his hands now and into eternity. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.